welcome to the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every week I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two moms parent in the same way, and we should celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks so much for tuning into the podcast today, and if you like what you hear, please share the show with a friend. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Extraordinary Moms podcast. I'm Jessica, and I am joined by about 20 teenagers today. I feel so lucky to be with the young women in my church, and we're gathered together on a Wednesday night, and they are going to give me the inside scoop on what it's like to be a preteen or a teenager in 2020. So I'm so excited to ask them some of my questions. I don't have teenagers yet as a mom, but I am curious to know what are the things they want their parents to know? How are they dealing with the struggles of and the pressures of school life and making good choices when their friends aren't? How are they able to stay faithful when that's contrary to what the world is telling them? We're going to hear what they have to say and much more on this episode. So I'm really excited. Everybody say hi, girls. They're so beautiful, too. I'll take a picture, and we'll post it on ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com. Okay, let's just go ahead and get started. The first question I have is, what would you say is one of the biggest stresses or issues that you feel like you face in your life right now? And when you come up to the microphone, I want you to tell me just your first name, your age, and then what that stressor or pressure is, okay? So my name is Emma, I'm 12 years old, and I feel like the biggest stressor for being like a preteen is probably um, just being around like at school and just like um, standing out as a different, like for my religion. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but I do feel like sometimes it can be a little bit stressful um, because you don't know what people are thinking or like um, what they're going to say if you tell them about your religion. Um, and I think that it is a good thing that we're able to, um, make a difference, but I think it is also kind of stressful. My name's Carson. I'm 12 years old, and one of my biggest stress is how people think of me because I'm not well-liked at school. People kind of think I'm annoying. So I just like try not to say things that come to my mind because I don't know how people will react and I want to have more than three friends. <laughs> um, I'm Kyla, I'm 16, and I would say the biggest stressor in my life currently is school and being able to balance all of my like harder classes and sports, but then also be able to have time for friends and family and church activities. Thank you so much, girls. Yeah, what really struck me when Carson said that is that struggle to feel like we can be ourselves, right? Like not everybody is going to like us. Like that is physically impossible. And it's hard to be okay with that, especially when you're younger and you don't have that perspective of, oh yeah, not everybody needs to like me. But to feel the pressure that you need to be different than you naturally are in order to have more than three friends, that's really, really hard. Does Do any of the older girls want to speak to feeling that way in the past and how you've been able to get beyond it in order to really be who you really are and not worry about what people think as much? My name's Rachel and I'm 16 and I think really as you're a little younger it is easier 
but then as you get older, you start comparing yourself to others, and people compare you to others, and then you feel the pressures of trying to be the best that you can. Even at school, through education, you get compared with your grades and with how did you, how well you did on a test or something. And then that just can add up and build up to stressful situations that just feel overwhelming and feel like you're about to sink. And then you just need to take a step back and just realize that it's not permanent. And as you do progress through the teenage years, it does get easier and you can eventually learn to just not care. Yeah, that that's great. And realizing sometimes three friends are all you need, three good friends. Right? Have you ever been in a whole group of people and felt totally like, these are not my people? Like, <laughs> right? You could be in a whole room of people and you're like, like you don't feel seen. Right? I've totally felt that way, even as an adult, you know? And so treasuring three good friends that you have and not worrying about the number. But then also realizing, I tell my little kids this all the time. When they're feeling lonely themselves, I think there's other kids who are far less confident and outgoing than you are, and they may not feel confident confident enough to look around the lunchroom and say, hey, that kid is sitting by themselves. I'm going to go up to them and ask if they want to sit with me or play with me or whatever it is, right? And so if you're a confident person that is willing to take that risk to invite them into your group or even just invite them to you if you're the only one, Gosh, you could be such an answer to prayer for somebody who is really struggling that day. So looking outwards and not just uh, relying on people coming to you. Hey everyone, I know you're loving hearing from the girls, but I wanted to take a second to thank a show sponsor, and that is Blue Blocks. You've heard me talk about Blue Blocks before, but they offer advanced light filtering eyewear that targets sleep and health. I truly believe that your best self starts with your sleep. And when we are well rested, our mind and our body perform so much better. And you know, I sleepwalk and sleep eat and all the things. And so I need all the help I can get. These Australian made science backed glasses block harmful artificial blue light emitted by our man-made lighting and digital devices, allowing your body to perform how it should. My favorite glasses of blue blocks are their computer glasses with clear lenses to combat digital eye strain from working at the computer all day. And they also have yellow summer glow lenses to help combat anxiety, depression, migraines, and low mood during the day. Isn't that cool? Their signature sleep lenses improve sleep when worn before bedtime. These world-leading glasses come in non-prescription, prescription, and readers, so you can send in your own frames and get them to take care of the rest. I love the Jasper frames, and I was so impressed by the quality and the fit of these glasses. I think they're so cute. I get compliments every time I'm on a Zoom call, and I know you're going to love it if you're having that eye strain and you're wanting to protect your eyes against the blue light as well. So I want to give you a discount. Blue Blocks is amazing, and for every pair of Blue Blocks glasses you buy, Blue Blocks donates a pair of reading glasses for someone in need in the developing world. So cool. So for that discount, get 15% off by heading to blueblocks.com. That's B-L-U-B-L-O-X.com. And enter code EMP at checkout. That's blueblocks.com. Enter code EMP at checkout for 15% off. You're going to love these glasses so much, and I hope that you'll pick up a pair today. So let's get back to my conversation with the sweet girls. So my oldest is 10, and one thing that I really think a lot about is I want to set up a connection with my three boys that when they get older, they're willing to talk to me. 
And sometimes it's really hard to talk to your parents, especially about things that you're worried they're going to react badly to. You know what I mean? Do you ever feel like scared to tell your parents something because you're afraid of how they're going to react? Even if it's not about you, like telling them something about a friend and then you're like, well, they're never going to let me hang out with them again, right? So tell me kind of how you handle that. How have you been able to feel comfortable talking to your parents about hard things? Or if you feel a little uncomfortable talking to your parents about things, what are some ways you wish your parents would be so that that could be a more comfortable situation? Uh, This is Kyla again. I would just say that it's pretty easy to talk to my parents, especially my mom, because my mom's pretty good about making sure that I feel comfortable talking to her. And like if I, she kind of makes sure that I know that I can talk to her when I want to and she doesn't force me into telling her anything. Like if I went out with friends or went out to a church dance or something and they want to know how it went, they'll kind of just wait till I want to talk about it. So, yeah. Okay. What if you want to bring up something, though, that you feel is kind of, like, awkward to bring up? Like, in my mind, whenever I want to have a hard conversation, I count down in my head. I, like, get get around the person I want to talk to. Let's say, like, my husband. I'm like, okay, three, two, one. So I kind of wanted to discuss. (laughs) Like, I literally have to, like, come on, you can do it. Because some, some things are just harder to, like, bring up, right? So do you have a comment on that? Um, sometimes if I know I want to talk to my parents about something a little harder to talk about, I'll like send them a text first, not really saying what it's about, but just telling them I want to talk to them or giving them like a brief thing about what it's about so that they're prepared. And when I go home, they're kind of ready for it and I don't have to like get them to talk. That is, don't you think that's so good? That's so smart. That is so smart. Like prep them a little bit. Good, Kyla. Good. Okay. Um, mine is a little bit similar to Kyla's. Um, I don't have a phone yet, so I can't really send them a text message. Um, but my parents always let me know, like, if I, if they can tell I'm a little bit uncomfortable around them or something, um, like, and I'll say, like, hey, can I talk to you about something? We'll usually go into my room and they'll be like, I'll be like, so I need to talk about this. And they're like, you can tell me anything. And they always tell me after we're done with a deep conversation or just something hard about school or something like that. Um, they just always, um, like, reassure me that they know that, like, I can tell them anything. And it's, a like, just a wonderful thing because then I'm not so awkward um, when I'm trying to tell them because I know that they're going to listen and that they're able to, that I'm able to tell them anything that um, even I might feel a little bit uncomfortable about. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think it's so important for parents to reassure the child, like, thank you. Like, I really appreciate it. And when we, when I've talked to my kids about hard stuff like pornography or things, like, that can be super uncomfortable. And when I say do those preparation conversations now with, like, my 10-year-old and I say, just so you know, it will come up sometime. And if you tell me about it, you will not be in trouble. Like, I will be proud of you. You know, it does not need to be something that, you know, you need to be scared to tell me and things. And and I hope he believes me. But the rest of the time, I need to be proving to him that I'm a safe person, right? And just like your parents, you know, if they're freaking out about little stuff a lot, then you're afraid to come to him with the big stuff. 
Okay, so a common issue is technology. And parents are always frustrated with their kids about asking for phones, being on their phones too much, blah, 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 blah. But are your parents on their phones a lot too? Yeah. Yeah. I'm guilty. I know. I'm raising my hand too. I know. It is. I know. I am so sorry, people. But we're learning too. Just like this. This is the first generation where you guys have had phones in this way. It's our first time too. Like we're learning to set these boundaries as well. So give us grace. But also I think it's fine to remind your parents like, okay, yeah, like if you want me to get off, like let's go do something together. Like let's go on a walk or like at dinner, if you want me to put my phone down, let's let's talk, let's engage, right? It's like kind of like also that like um, another thing is, is that like um, we have a lot of technology that has to do with homework these days. All of my homework is basically on the computer now, and um, it sometimes they'll be like, oh, like, why are you on the computer for so long? I think you're, like, doing something else, and sometimes I am, of course, I'll admit it. Like, sometimes I am being off task. That's just me, and then other times I'll be like, no, I wasn't doing anything, and they're like, well, you're taking, like, really long, and then they won't want me on the computer for the rest of the night or whatever because they want me to go and do something else, and I completely understand that, but sometimes it can be a little bit, like okay well <laughs> yeah it seems like you're doing it more yeah tell me about like the rules in your home and how it kind of has worked itself out and what you think is fair and people I guess at school like you'll see them in real life like not sort of people you hang out with like your friends but not to, like your best best friends and like you'll talk to them and be like oh hi blah 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 and then, like, someone will be like, oh, why are you talking to them? And you'll be like, oh, why? They'll be like, oh, they're talking about you, like, online. And then you'll, like, go and look and be like, but you don't want to, like, you might want to confront them, but don't want to confront them because you so do, don't know. Do people usually confront cyberbullying, like, in person? Or how do you, yeah. how do you handle that? It's, it's more of a really? physical, yeah. Really? <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. yeah, that's the way. I don't know, this generation handles it, wow. sort of, yeah. Yeah, anything else want to speak to cyberbullying or anything like that? I feel like a lot with that is people just don't realize that what they're saying online hurts people because there's a screen blocking a person. They're not talking to a face, they're talking to a screen, and they don't think that anybody can hear them. And so, and it's subconscious, it's not like... They're thinking there's no one behind the screen. It's just subconscious. There's no face, and our brains are tailored to look at faces and talk to them. So when you're typing in the screen, they just get keyboard angry or keyboard frenzy. Like, they just have fun with it. And then they don't see the effect, so it doesn't actually – they don't ever see consequences. And when you remove a consequence from an action, you give them free range to do anything. And then when people confront them, it's physical and it's not appropriate and it can harm people both physically and mentally because everything. And then also with technology, um, I've seen that parents have just put on lots of restrictions uh, with their technology. And I think a basic restriction is good, like don't do this or don't do that. But I feel like it's more of trust for your kids and I don't think just blocking everything online is the right way to go. I feel like teaching your kids one-on-one -on -one how to actually use technology appropriately because when they're adults and they're left out of the nest, you're not going to be there with the parent lock 
it's going to be them on their own and they're going to be exposed to all this and they're going to have to try and figure out about it on your own. But if you can teach them one-on-one how to deal with technology and how to guide them how to use it appropriately, then they can actually use that further on and they're less responsible for like problems that go on and they can actually like know how to handle a problem if something inappropriate comes up in an ad or something they could tell tell their parents and then their parents can do something about it and help them but it's just technology is hard to deal with because we're the first generation to actually have it exposed to us and we don't know the long-term effects but we know the short-term effects and so we need to use that and just try and figure it out. Yeah, I like what you said about some parents think just by having a ton of rules, that's going to, like, keep their kids safe, right? But at least my experience with high school is a lot of the homes that had the most rules are the kids that, like, ended up going the most crazy because then they, like, push, push, push. So by show of hands, who would say, here are your two options, my house has a lot of rules or I have some rules, but mostly, like, my parents, like, trust me. What would you say? Rules? A lot of rules? Okay. Yeah. So kind of like 50%. Okay. Okay. And then what about like my parents kind of trust? Like we talk about things and my parents just kind of trust me. Yeah. Okay. So about 50-50. That's super interesting. Yeah. I don't have a lot of rules in my house, but my parents don't trust me because my oldest brother has some problems. My last question is, as you get older and as you start to decide kind of what you want your life to look like, because you know that your choices have consequences, right? Like some are short-term consequences and some are consequences that in your, some of your decisions will impact you your whole life. Where you go to school, what kind of grades you get, dating, things like that, right? Like who you hang out with. It really matters the choices that you make. And as you start to decide whether it's based on your faith, whether it's based on your family, whether it's just based on what you want, whatever it is, I want to know what do you think about staying true to you and what you want and what you know? As your friends start to make different choices and you're trying to decide, do I go with stay with that friend group because it's easier and we've always been friends? But now they're doing different things on a Friday night than I thought. Or maybe they start to swear at school or maybe whatever it is. And maybe they're not even making bad choices, but it just doesn't feel like a fit anymore. Right? That can be really hard to make those changes. So how do you stay true to you and what you know is right and making good choices when maybe a majority of people are making different choices? Francesca? Hi, my name is Francesca. I'm 13. Sometimes, like, I hang out with some people and they don't exactly like it when I, like, join group chats or, like, join hangouts. So sometimes they just don't even bother to ask. And it's... Do they know you're going to say no? No, I don't know why. But, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, or, like, if we're moving seats in a class, like... 
they they won't they don't even mention my name like right when I'm in front of them so it I wouldn't say it makes it easier but it's like you're kind of avoiding not my choice to avoid but you're kind of just avoiding all that and I'm not saying it's like good at all because I hate it so much but uh, yeah basically so what do you do to help yourself feel better when you feel like things are kind of like naturally going different ways I talk to the friends that don't exclude me and won't leave me behind and I get their advice because some of those friends are friends with those people and I'm like kind of like new they've like been together since kindergarten or whatever and I'm like you know so I talk to the true ones and see what they think about the situation Okay, so about staying true to yourself, right now I'm actually trying to cut a toxic friend out of my life. It, we've been friends for a long time, but recently she's just like been commenting on how I look, like, oh, you look like a boy. And like, I like my clothes, so like, can you stop? And she started hanging out with all of the guys who like make dirty jokes and cuss a lot. And I just, we've been distancing ourselves and I just, and our, last year I invited her to my birthday and everything went wrong. So, but our birthdays are so cl close together so I don't know how to like not invite her. I think that's the main thing that'll like stop our friendship. So I'm trying to figure out how to do that. So, yeah. Can I tell you one thing? So my 10 year old was having that problem that one of his friends he was really close to started making choices that were not great at school and kind of becoming a bully. And then my son was kind of lumped into that. And it's not who he is. And he's like, I really want to be his friend because he's like fun when we're together and it's great, but I don't like what he's doing. And so I suggested he use the language, hey, fill in the blank, let's call him John. Hey, John, I really want to be your friend, but you need to stop making fun of people. Or I really want to be your friend but you need to stop being so rough and pushing me down when we play soccer, whatever it is, right? And if the person likes you enough, they may not even be aware of what they're really doing because some people are just so into themselves. They just do whatever, right? And so just making them aware of that. I really want to be a friend. If they say, well, I'm not going to do that. Like, that's lame. Well, then you know that it's okay to go your separate ways because it's not worth it to have a toxic person, right? But maybe give them the option of staying or going. Uh, um, if you feel like you need to like cut someone out, my opinion is you should you guys should go up and talk to each other and like talk it out and saying like, well like, sorry, talk everything out because I learned it the hard way and yeah that's just my opinion just talk it out with each other and everything, so stuff won't really be weird around you guys so when you guys walk past each other, there's no beef between you guys or anything like that. Hey everyone, I hope you're loving learning from these girls as much as I am, but I want to thank a second show sponsor and that is Causebox. So I just discovered this new subscription box and it's literally my favorite. It's a quarterly, four times a year subscription box curated by women for women. And it's filled with all sorts of amazing products and brands that are ethical, sustainable, and have a positive mission to give back and make the world better. So it's not just a fluffy box to indulge yourself. You can really feel good about what's behind these businesses. 
Every cause box is a limited edition and comes with six to eight full-size products. And you can get everything from skincare to jewelry, home accessories, things like that. And the last four boxes sold out within days. So you get over $250 worth of products for just 50 bucks. So my box that I got, I got a fantastic insulated water cup, some earrings, a tote bag, things like that. And it's just so fun. The packaging is beautiful. It just feels like a great way to treat myself while I'm stuck indoors for this quarantine. This is also a great thing to send somebody who's maybe feeling a little lonely, stuck at home, your mom or one of your girlfriends or something. Treat them with a cause box and they will love you forever. So the best part is, of course, that I got my listeners a discount. So go to www.causebox.com slash extraordinary moms and use the code extraordinary moms to get your first box for 30% off. That means you're getting your first box worth over $250 for less than $39. So go to Causebox right now and I can tell you firsthand you're going to love it. All right, let's finish up the rest of my conversation with the young women. I also feel like um, a friend like that, it can be difficult, but I think you I think you should just be honest and straightforward with them and be like, hey, we're not getting along too well, this is happening, and let's fix this, or we need to say goodbye. And sometimes that has to happen, but also if they're starting to hang around with wrong people, you could be the only good influence in their lives. So you could just be like, hey, like, that's not right, and I don't think that's right. Well, how about we do something else? And if they choose not to, then that's their choice, and that's when you know to say goodbye. Okay. Love that. Love that. Commenting on the same one. Okay. Yeah. But I feel like the hard thing is that um, some people are just so, like, glued to you that they'll just, like, you'll try to avoid them, and they'll keep coming back to you, even if they're, like, one of the worst people for you. So it's hard to cut people out of your life when they're like that, I guess. Yeah, that can be really nice. I actually kind of had a situation happen to me like that. Um, uh, I had a girl, and um, we were really, really good friends. Um, And this happened actually twice in a row. So first, I had a really, really great friend, and she was just this amazing person in second grade and first grade, and we just got along great, and we would always, like, make little jokes and stuff like that. Not of course mean ones but just like childish jokes and um we would like and then finally in third grade she started getting kind of different and it was kind of confusing me like she would make like like you like you said like rude jokes about me or like things like that and so finally I I was like complaining to my parents like we get in fights like like every single week and it was just not working out and so finally like I just kind of stopped talking to her, and we talk sometimes now, um, but she's not making very good decisions in her life, and um, it's just really disappoints me. And then right after that, um, you guys know Abby Hoops. She moved, and so that was really hard for me on top of that happening. So I had become friends with this other girl, and we were, like, really tight. We were, like, really good friends. I shared all my information with her, like... Um, and we were just, like, really good friends, and then we got into a fight one day about something, um, I can't remember what it was, but we got in a fight, and, um, we were just so angry at each other, and I was so frustrated with her that she had done this, and so I just stopped talking to her, and she, I had her phone number, and I, um, she would just, like, text me these rude things, like, my parents wouldn't even let me see these things, and they, um, it was just so hard 
and um finally she texts me and she's like hey like my mom wants to know if we can be friends again and I'm like well so I talked to my parents about it and they had been talking to me about this situation while it was going on and they were like you can make friends with her at school because you need to be nice to everyone but we don't want you hanging out with her outside of school and I um, didn't really want to be hanging out with someone like that anyways because it was like just very harsh hard for me because I had lost her she had started hanging out with people that weren't great either and now I'm in a friend group um, that's really great and it is hard sometimes because I they all know that I don't cuss and I they don't cuss around me and every once in a while they'll be like oh it accidentally slipped and I'm like okay well you know like I'm really serious about it and um I made better friend decisions now and um if I ever have a situation like that in the near future then I know how to deal with it and I think it's really great um and you just really need to um learn how to deal with it and take other people's advice because um you don't want to do it the hard way hi I'm Sophia I'm 11 years old and I can't say that they're like these stories, but so I've been really stressed because I have a family member that's really sick and actually I have two, um, but in our class we were really talkative and I have all my friends in that class and I was really stressed out because they said they were going to move three people to a completely different class and I'm just like oh I hope I don't get moved and the next day we come back to school and they say so we moved three people and they said two other troublesome kids but they also said me and I was kind of hurt by that because I noticed that my teacher had said I was too talkative and I was trying to get better at it and I thought I was but you know you just gotta keep on moving you gotta roll with the punches you know but (laughs) (laughs) but you know it's just kind of hard but something that I don't do really is like I don't take it out on like a bunch of other things I mean I'm not saying I don't take it out on other people aka my sister (laughs) Yeah, and I'm staring at her. (laughs) I don't really take it out on, like, I don't like to take it out on, like, people at school. I don't like to act all creepy around a corner and just be like, if you talk to me, I will hurt you. I'm not trying to be that one person, but there's always those people. (laughs) Are you talking about me? No! I would never. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> you don't talk. I mean, you don't just stand there in a corner. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're going through things in our personal lives behind the scenes. Sometimes it comes out different ways, right? And so giving people the benefit of the doubt when they're behaving a certain way. Like sometimes we don't know the full story of what's going on, right? And so that's kind of an example of that. Okay, last one. Hi, so my name is Lilla and I'm 12. And when me and my best friend were five, we got into this real this fight over um, something really dumb. And afterwards, like we were super mad at each other. We didn't talk to each other for like a month or something. And that kind of brought us like closer together. And we like tell each other everything. And we like hang out a lot. And we just like 
tell each other everything. We got closer after that fight. Yeah. (laughs) And we just, like, understand each other. That's the only fight we've ever had in our friendship, so... Yeah. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) That is. Yeah. So some of our biggest challenges or relationship issues can actually end well. Right. And so believing that's possible is really good. Okay. So leaving the listener with one final word, I want to know just like in one sentence, what is one thing either you wish parents would know or you think that's like the most important thing for parents to know okay I'm just gonna walk around I'm gonna walk around the circle so go go back to your seats I'm just gonna walk around the circle and you can just say it say it say it say it like one sentence one sentence no stories got it okay (laughs) you guys are doing great oh we're starting with me yeah (laughs) wait we start with Francesca no start with me start with me okay okay we'll start here we'll go this way and if you want to, oh, yeah. and if you, yeah, just, no, I'll just start. Okay. I'll start. And if you, oh and if you want to skip, just like hold your hand up, and I'll skip you. Okay. Um. One thing I don't, well, not sort of want to let parents know, but something to tell them is like, let them be, let them like make mistakes, let them do whatever like they want, like so they can sort of learn from them, and so that they'll like when at, as they get older, they'll learn from their mistakes that they made and the stupid stuff that they did when they were little so that they know not to do it like next time unless you like you want to do it well that's <laughs> not what i meant <laughs> unless you're yeah sort we, of like we that, get that. Yeah. 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 yeah it's okay. okay um one thing i would like to have parents know or something okay um just have trust in your kids also and also like trust your feelings about like about your children if you you feel like they need any help just go ahead and ask them. As a teenager myself, I think one of the things I would want my parents to know is, um, well, any parent to know is, one of these days, a parent of a teenager and you are going to get into kind of like an argument. Someday, your teenager and you are going to fight. It's going to happen. And they're going to be really mad and things like that. And I think one of the things is not to approach them when they're feeling that anger or frustration is to let them cool down and to know when to give them some space and have them relax and chill out before you start talking to them and try and solve the problem. Can you like hold the microphone for me? Not all the siblings are the same. If, like, if one of your kids does something really bad, not all the others are gonna make that same mistake. So don't be overprotective over the others because chances are they're not the same. (laughs) Okay, so I wish my parents would put more boundaries on me. I mean, they're a little strict, but I wish they would be more strict in a way. Like, put more boundaries. So what would that show you? More boundaries. Like, put more punishments on me. Because, like, I feel away, like I get away with things that I shouldn't. Wow. So, like, I teach myself, but it's just like, you can say no to this. I won't get mad at you wow. if you get mad at me. Except for the hair wow. Thing. Thank you. Yes, Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I would just say love your kids as much as you possibly can because... Every child wants more love in their life. 
Um, for parents, I think they should um, ask their kids once in a while, like, how they're doing or how they feel. Because a lot of times my mom will ask me and I'll just break down in feelings towards her. And it's really easy to have someone there to be able to talk to. So, I think become closer with your kids because it'll, like, help them to open up more about what they're feeling. And it'll make it easier for them to, like, talk about stuff that may be hard normally to talk about with them it's emma again (laughs) um but i think that the main thing that i think that parents should know is that um most parents say oh why can't you get this done this amount of time you literally have nothing to do you're just a kid um we do have stress in our lives and about what people are thinking and um just keep that in mind at all times and um at some points we are messing around but at other times we really are trying and um are making an effort and sometimes parents don't see that hi um so i think that parents should be a little bit less strict um but like sometimes when you like don't do one thing i don't think you should take it out or your kids don't do one thing, you shouldn't, like, yell at them and go, do this now. I think you should just, like, can you please do that? Unless you, like, asked them a hundred times and, like, you made sure that they were going to do it, then you can yell, but, like, you can't (laughs) yell at your child for leaving a paper plate on the floor. (laughs) I think one of the best things parents can do is just show that they're there for their kids, but also let them be independent and let them do things on their own. Like, don't like, I guess, hover over them, but then also check up. I think this was said before, but, like, check in on them every once in a while, make sure they're doing good, but also give them their space when they need it. Um, I think that parents, like, if kids are doing homework on the computer, like, most of it's on the computer, that just because we have homework that's not on the computer, it's not all computer-based. Like, don't yell at us because, like, it's not on the computer or it is on the computer, <coughs> if that makes sense. And, like, if we're doing a chore and you tell us to do that chore, we're not going to do the chore because we're already doing it and you just annoy us. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I think that one thing that parents should do for their kids is um, just, like, learn, like, how to be, like, there for them and how to be a leader or else, like, your kids will, like, grow up, like, not knowing how to use like technology or like how to just like be like a person like in like the world that we have um i would say that parents should have more empathy and like put themselves in your shoes and i have to agree with carson you are not your siblings and if your siblings have messed up you are not them and you and you should put more trust and even if the siblings got something taken away or they did not follow this rule, doesn't mean that we can't prove to them that we can't do it or can do it. Thank you so much to all of the wonderful teens and preteens in the room. What wonderful insights that I know we'll all be able to learn from. Wasn't that so cool? 
Being a teenager is so different than when you and I were teenagers, isn't it? I mean, the age of social media and technology access and everything, it really changes the game for teenagers these days. And in a lot of ways, they're growing up faster. But really when it boils down to it, their fundamental needs for love and security and safety are the same. So even though they may get caught up in the drama and the comparison in very new ways, they still need us as parents to lead, to guide them. And I found it so interesting when they would comment about how they wish they had more rules sometimes, right? And rules and boundaries and conversations Those all are ways we can demonstrate love to our kids. So I encourage you, no matter what age your kids are, start laying that foundation for building that bond now. Think about ways to connect with them. And we obviously recorded this prior to the quarantine starting. We were all in the same room, (laughs) gathered together, thankfully. But now more than ever, when you're within your four walls of your home with all of your kids, asking them the important questions the volume of the world is turned down right now for a very short period of time in the scheme of things. So be that voice that can speak into them. Show them what you value. Tell them about what you believe and ask them what they think about things as well. And the more opportunities we get, give them to talk instead of talking at them, the more they will listen when it's important. So thanks to all the young women who participated in this podcast. They were so excited to learn how to make a podcast. And I hope you enjoyed listening, girls. Hi, I miss you. It's been a few weeks since I've seen all you guys. Hope you guys are doing well in quarantine. So everything that we talked about today will be over at ExtraordinaryMomsPodcast.com as well as additional episodes. If you're new to the show, I would love for you to subscribe and dig back into the archives because there are so, so many episodes that you can listen to and enjoy. If you don't already follow me on Instagram, you can do that at JessicaDalquist3 or on Facebook at Extraordinary Moms. And I just wish everybody the very best week. I hope you are being gentle with yourself and realizing we're all just doing the best we can. And some weeks, some days, some minutes even are going to go better than others. But don't beat yourself up too much. Just go one step at a time and I bet you you're doing a lot better than you think you are. So we will see you next week, everybody, for another episode with another Extraordinary Mom. Bye.